Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy. Been with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great show for you. We got Presley Tennant coming on. She was on The Voice, and she's doing some really great things right now. I really believe she'll be a household name in the next year or two. So we're excited to have her on yes. because we get to showcase her before everybody else does. <laughs> so how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How about you guys? We're doing good. Doing good. <clears throat> so I always like to start the show out the same way. Um, we're in a weird year. Oh, yeah. Um, hopefully next year I don't have to talk about this as much. Right. But <laughs> how has COVID affected you musically? And what are you doing to kind of maneuver through that? I feel like everything as like a music standpoint and as a musician, um, obviously shows and whatnot have been put on hold. Um, but luckily with during this time, I've been able to kind of just do like the whole back end stuff and get my music prepared. So when shows start to happen, um, I'm releasing things as I go. And once shows start to happen, I can go out and perform and just be prepared for everything. Awesome. Yeah, we definitely got prepared because, you know, we launched a show January 3rd of this year. And our original plan was 100 interviews first year. We thought if we did that, we would be on a roll. And then COVID happened. Yeah. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, this could be our opportunity to shine. Because yeah. <laughs> artists like you and other guests are going to need a platform to talk. And I was like, you know what? We're going to give it to them. And because of that, I think, you know, it's getting so many now, it's hard to keep track. But I think you're number 278. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's been crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so crazy. I mean, times have changed so much, and everyone thought it was just going to be like, oh, we're in a couple weeks, and no, we're a couple months in now. And But almost mm -hmm. here, which is crazy, but I'm, I'm oh, ready no. to exactly. start opening up. But I still want everyone to be. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, before we really dig in, um, I want to talk about something that I know is a little dear to your heart, the SOS Project. Let's talk a little bit about that because December 20th, they're going to be doing a whole concert on our page and you're going to be a part of it. Yes. I am part of the SOS Foundation and it is so near and dear to my heart. Um, SOS was created to help at-risk youth who are going through different things such as depression, anxiety, peer pressure, substance abuse, bullying, um, cyberbullying, anything that you can really think of. We are this foundation that was created to help those um, and let them know that they are not alone during these dark times. Um, we are the platform where we want people to reach out to us and let them know that they aren't alone, that they have a voice and that we want to listen. And what a year for that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, with COVID and everything, like everyone had to socially distance and wasn't technically able to see any see anybody that um, was so close to them, and that's what's really hard. Right. Um, mm -hmm. For some people, that's like that outlet. They get out, they go have fun, they take their mind off. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And with COVID, like nothing like that could happen, and so um, we just want to let people know that they can always reach out to us and that we want to help. And that's why um, we support the cause because we love the awesome. idea that you know we do and. This year, like you said, you know, so many people had to social distance, had to not be around their friends. And I, and I remember back, you know, I'm 49 years old, but I remember back in high school days, I can't even imagine what the kids are going through this year. It's got to be so difficult. Uh, um, yeah. Because even though I was a loner, I still had my crew. You know, there was, yeah, there was still by a handful of kids that, that I was always around. I just can't imagine it. 
It, it's so crazy, but I will say FaceTime has become everyone's best friend. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's got technology. Yeah. But like virtually, it, almost like, oh, this is. But yeah. yeah. And, and you know, it's crazy because if, if the pandemic would have happened 10 years ago, it would have, have been different oh, because yeah. we didn't have all this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and it's like it's nice to have even like the advancements that we have with technology and things like that. Like we are able to technically connect with people and like talk to them and see their face instead of just their voices. Yes. Um. So that's a nice. That's definitely so nice to have right now during these crazy times. It is. So, what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? Okay. So I love my whole family and I. We go out to the desert every year and we like dirt bike ride and things like that. Oh, I'm so much a tomboy. Um, we ride ATVs out through the dunes, and that's like my favorite thing. Oh, cool! So, what would you say is something quirky about you? Um, ooh, that's a—I've never been asked that. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> I guess it's—I mean, it's kind of quirky, but like kind of weird. But it's, it's like something that no one knows. But like, I don't bring it up very often. But I did in, in a different interview one other time. But like, I talk with my mouth closed sometimes. <laughs> like that's kind of weird. I guess that would be considered quirky, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. When when I ask that question, it's really whatever you feel is quirky because you know it's not my job to judge what's quirky on somebody. That might right. be a little bad, but whatever they think is quirky, it's quirky. Yeah, I guess. We've had the best. <laughs> and that's been that my favorite question, question because again. Fun. You know, it's always been fun, that question. You mm-hmm. never know what you're going to get. I mean, we've gotten some ones, and I'm like, okay. So, you know, a lot of people, they always ask, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I like to go deeper than that. When did it click that this could be a career? Okay, so I will say there was kind of like a pinpoint moment. I I will say that. Um, so I've always kind of sang when I was younger. I mean, around seven is like when I really started singing. Otherwise, I just kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was taking vocal lessons, and then I was introduced to this girl group that I was a part of, and I never knew that this whole music industry side um, even existed. I thought it was just like, mm-hmm. oh, Selena, mm-hmm. Selena Gomez is very right. popular, type of thing, like. She just did it and she's successful. Um, but there's like a whole back end process to everything. And that's what I really fell in love with. Um, mm-hmm. and we go to rehearsals and then we put on shows and we come out with music. And I will say in that group is where I found my love and appreciation for this entire industry and knew that this is like what I wanted to do. And that's perfect for where I was going to go. Because, you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton, mm-hmm. uh, of a Miranda, of a Carrie. <clears throat> but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes, not just to get to their level, but to even a career level. And I always want to talk about it because I think that so many people think that it's all fun and games. And even with our show, you mm-hmm. know, people think, you know, we, we enjoy, we have fun on the show. Yeah. I love the show. I love talking to everybody. But there's so much work behind the scenes that nobody sees. So I want to talk about that a little bit. I'll tell a quick story to help guide us where I want this to go. Well, back in 2014, we interviewed Alice and Steele from Two Still Girls. And at that time, they were full-time with music. And I asked Allison what advice she would give an up-and-coming artist. And I'll never forget her answer. She said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything else, if you can see yourself doing something else, Go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She goes, because the moment you want it to be a career, 
your life changes. She goes, everybody owns a piece of it, whether you like it or not. You can try to control it all you want, but everybody owns you for, for, for the most part. Then um, on top of that, your friends and relatives never understand because they invite you to weekends, to weddings, to holidays, to uh, and all that. And when you're gigging and you're grinding it out, you can't say no to a gig. And you definitely don't want to be the artist that cancels a gig once you've got it. And, you know, you might have a friend that says, well, this is my big day. But you can't go because you've you've got 50 people on the line over here. And, of course, she's not going to understand it because that's her big day. Then on top of that, your family has to sacrifice. Um, they have to be let you go. You know, they have to know that they're not going to see you as much once this career starts to take off. So they have to sacrifice. But then she added, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything else, if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. Because the mm -hmm. only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? Let's kind of talk about that side of it. I mean, I agree 100%. <coughs> I feel like, I mean, I've kind of been saying that for like the past mm -hmm. couple of years because I guess as a young artist, no one kind of takes you as serious as you want them to. Right. Mm -hmm. um, just because everyone is like, oh, you're young. Like mm -hmm. you have so many years ahead of you. Like you'll figure out what you want to do. And it's like, no, like this is what I want to do. Like yeah. I cannot envision myself doing anything else because of all the work and effort that you put into things. And that's also another thing. Uh, no one really notices all the back end work. Um, mm. They just kind of see you from like where you start and all the way to like the final end product that I guess you want to yeah. eat. Mm -hmm. um, but no one knows like the, like the sweat, the tears, the, the nights where it's like, Oh, you second guess yourself. But if you're able to push through all those things, you know that this is what you're supposed to be doing and it's going to work out in the long run. Yeah, because I think a lot of people sometimes, you know, like, you know, when you when you watch interviews of the big artists, <clears throat> the host always has the same question. You, you, it's, it's coming. <clears throat> no matter what's asked, you know, this question's coming. What would you be doing if music didn't work? And 95 percent of the time, the answer is almost always the same. I would just be a broke musician. Because I had no plan B. And it's amazing that the host would always be like, what do you mean you had no, how do you do something with no plan? Because, you know, society teaches people that you've got to have a plan B. But when you're a creative, when whether it's acting, whether it's an artist, you know, anything within the creative um, industry, if you have a plan B when the times get tough and they will, it don't matter who you are. Times will get tough. Your plan B becomes plan A. I know it's super like scary because it's like, as a musician, you don't ever want to give yourself. It sounds really weird, but a lot of times people either give themselves the backup plan and their backup plan becomes mm -hmm. plan. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Like the ones who are striving for that success, I feel like don't ever have like a true backup plan because this is the only plan that they ever want to work out. They only want that. And that's mm -hmm. their end. So they're going to get there at some point. I mean, I was told um this this I, I don't even know like someone shared a few words with me and they basically explained that like everyone is in this mm -hmm. line to get to their end goal and the longer you stay in the line the more you move up and uh, people start to fall out of line mm -hmm. because they don't, mm -hmm. they don't want to wait to get to where they want to be they are too busy or not too busy yeah. but they yeah you don't have the patience and the perseverance to stay in that line um so little by little mm -hmm. right I feel like that is such like a great analogy because um I feel like that's what so many people can relate to and like I mean there are times I feel like everyone has like that second guessing moment and that is <laughs> I'm like so 
always have to be like, no, this is it. This is what I'm doing. And so you stay in the line, you move up forward. And I, so I feel like that's like a great analogy. That's always stuck with me. And, uh, and you know, when, when an artist talks about that type of analogy, I love to bring up this because it, it, I think hammers the point because it's about outlasting people. And, you know, there's like a story of two guys in the woods and a bear comes up. So one guy's jumping down, putting his shoes on. And the other guy looks at him and says, why are you putting your shoes on? You can't outrun that bear. He says, I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's really what the whole industry is about. And it's not that they're competition. It's that you just got to keep going and keep going and persevering. And eventually people who are in it, not for the right reasons, I should say, or maybe it's not their calling and, mm-hmm. and they finally come to that realization they start to fall out and like you said then you move up and the next thing you know you blossom up and then everybody sees you everywhere and they're like oh she's an overnight success no she spent 10 years getting here (laughs) that's i I mean you worded it perfectly like took the words out of my mouth yeah (laughs) (laughs) so now that we talked about the struggle side the sacrifice side let's talk a little bit about what everybody sees the glory side what are a few moments so far where you look back and let's uh that where you're like, wow, I got to do that. Let's start with the voice. I uh, always going to start there. Oh yeah, <laughs> the voice was the most incredible experience I've ever had. Um, I was also so young at the time, and I mean, I still am very young, but I learned so much from it. Um, I came into the show. I mean, as a pop artist, um, technically. Mm-hmm. I- surrounded by all these incredible musicians still trying to find myself as who I was as an artist. And I feel like Mm -hmm. I have a clear understanding of who I was in that moment of time. Um, But later on, as like I went on through like the different rounds and things like that, it just became, I was just grasping onto what everyone was saying to me. And I wanted to take everything in as a sponge because I mean, I was surrounded by all these incredible musicians and these incredible um, people in this industry. And they all were giving Mm -hmm. such pieces of advice um and I never wanted to lose that and so I I really came off the show as like a new artist um and figuring out who I was as myself and so I'm so grateful for that opportunity I mean I worked with the best of the best in this whole music industry no matter what genre it just really depends and I was so lucky and fortunate to have that um -hmm. moments like that like when I did my blind audition I Literally could not what believe was that moment when you're, you know, you're walking on that stage, all the chairs are backwards. It was, what it was going through that moment? I mean, because again, everybody's different. So, you know, we've had a lot of voice people on our show. Yes. In fact, we've got a current one that came on recently, Ben Allen. Yes. And we're supposed to have Cami Clune on next week, mm-hmm. you know. Amazing. So, <laughs> so, you know. So I always like to know that moment before they turn the chairs. How was that? So, okay. I guess my mindset was a little different than I feel like some people's mindset. Um, mm. I was nervous going into it because I I was just like, whatever happens, happens. I worked my yeah. butt off to get mm-hmm. here. If I turn a chair, right. fantastic. I'm going to be so happy and like, I'm so grateful for it. But if not, then you know what? You take that, you use it as inspiration, you get better and then you do it again. Um yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, as soon as I stepped on that stage, all the nerves came and I was like, oh God, this is like real life. This is, this is a little different. Um, <laughs> so I stood on the stage, I sang my song and Kelly turned and I was like, this yeah. is awesome. 
this is the best feeling I've ever had. It, it felt like the, the, my heart, my hard work has finally paid off. Um, yeah. so reassuring at the same time to know, mm. because, I don't know. It's like my idol who I've looked up to since I even started singing. I mean, Kelly was my first concert ever. She, I oh, sang wow. her because of you, like at every single talent show in my hometown and my, like the surrounding areas. So it was so nice to have like this person that I idolize so much and I look up to as not only just like a musician, but as a human being. Um, yeah. And her being able to turn around and see, I guess, the potential that I had. And um, she was number one part, one of the reasons why I switched to country, which is so crazy. But I oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yes. So I know you got a lot of advice from her. What's one of the best advice she gave you? Okay. So this one, I was in a in a session with her trying to figure out one of my, I think it was my top 24 song. It was, um, I sang a country song technically that we turned to a like pop soul oh, kind wow. of thing. It was um, Nothing Breaks Like a Heart by Miley Cyrus. So more along oh, yeah. uh, pop country lines. Mm -hmm. um, but she was like, you have to do what you want because in the end, you're the only person that can make yourself happy and that you right. have to be fulfilled with who you are at the end of the day. And so I really took that to heart and I came off the show and kind of found myself leaning along more towards the country lines. And mm -hmm. uh, as soon as I took one step into the whole country um, music lifestyle, I knew that this is like exactly where I was supposed to be. It was like such like a cheesy moment, but like after like, <laughs> you go into it and you like step into something, you're like, all right, this is right. This is right where I'm supposed to be. That was that was that feeling. And so I will ultimately remember that. And, you know, I remember when we first started the show, I asked a Nashville friend of mine what advice he would give us for the show. And I'll never forget his answer, almost what you were just saying. He said, whatever you do, be and stay authentic. He mm -hmm. said that he said you could tell every Bobby Bones joke. You could tell every Ty Bentley joke. And he says you might be good at it and create an audience. But the day will come when authentic Chris comes out. Not everybody likes authentic Chris, but the day will come when that comes out. And and when that day comes, you're going to lose every bit of your audience because they were never attracted to authentic Chris. So if you start from day one being you or your authentic self, your show may grow slower, but you'll gain the right audience in the meantime. And you grab the ones that want to stay with you forever, which I feel like is um a big thing that Kelly also told me is that mm -hmm. like, when you're yourself, you you attract the people that like love to see that. Yeah. Um, and mm -hmm. so I feel like that's really awesome to remember. And you don't have to wear that mask then. That yeah. Have... It, it feels like the weight's like lifted off your shoulders. Like as soon as like you step into like the, this is who I am. This is who I am. This is where I'm supposed to be. Um, it's just like, it's all, it's the clarity Freedom. of seeing. Yeah. It, even just things like that, like it's, it becomes so easy. Yeah. Yeah. And you it's, know, when, when you look at the world, when you look at the entertainment world, whether it's artists or acting, and you see so much drugs and alcohol in there, sometimes I wonder if the labels have pushed people to a point where all they're doing is wearing a mask and it's the alcohol to cover it up. Yeah. I mean, I feel like with that sense, it's, I mean, for me, like with my pop stuff, I found myself not being true to who I was. I mean, like we were just saying, mm -hmm. but um, it just didn't feel right. And so yeah. if 
either becomes tiring or you can change it and you can change it for the better type of thing. And so um, making the switch, I was able to kind of take the burden off, not even the burden, because it was still such a great learning standpoint for myself. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. um, but just the, the, the structure and like the integrity of like who I was as an artist um, was so much clearer. Yeah. I feel like, I guess with labels, like, I feel like you have to be very vocal. I mean, this is yourself. This is your art. This is your, I mean, technically like your brand, but this is Mm -hmm. who you are. This is what you put out. Um, You want to make sure that it's the, it's, it's who you are. Yeah. Cause, and, and and I've seen this happen in the past, you know, when you talk to people is what happens if it's not who you are and it becomes a hit, you're in trouble because you know how people are. Once you go a certain way, you are blocked, boxed into that. And it's hard to come out of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at different artists that have done so many switches throughout their careers. Um, and you kind of, like, it makes me wonder, like, is this what they wanted to be, like, end goal? Or, like, were they doing this to get to where they wanted to be? And then they made the switch. Or were they told to do this type of thing? But I feel like as long as um, you put your whole heart into it, and this is what who you are, and this is what you want to do, then I feel like the end goal will come naturally. See, I think that what you just said there, did they do this to get there? I think that was how, and again, I could be wrong, but I think that Taylor Swift knew that country would accept her. She grew there, but she always wanted to be a pop star. Yeah, but I mean, I couldn't, absolute props to Taylor because she was able to navigate both so seamlessly. Oh, yes. Yes, you've done a great job. Yes. Not many artists many genres. (laughs) Pull it off and do it so successfully. I admire that That's so true. much. Especially to go amazing. Especially to make it big in one genre and then make it bigger, bigger. in the next. <laughs> the next yeah. I mean, not many so people can do that. I, mean, I, I, I respect her totally, but again, you know, sometimes you wonder if the if the end goal was pop, and mm-hmm. she knew that you know she had a country voice and she could go that route to get started. Because again, you, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're gonna hate me. My charger, my laptop is at one percent. Let me grab the charger. It just jumped. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> oh, so sorry. Oh, no problem. Hold on. This literally, my computer keeps on dying and keeps breaking. But all right, we're gonna plug this in now. Well, we can continue. To <laughs> make- there we go. Yeah, we had somebody on one of them that had to walk around the house. So sorry. It just jumped from like I saw it go to forty five to like one and yeah. I was like, weird. Whoa. Oh, not good. There we go. <laughs> yeah. At least anybody that's watching this, and if you're watching it, please share, share, share. And if you're repeat, share, share, share. Or replay, mm-hmm. I mean. But yes. as anybody watches, they can see that, you know, we're we're just the conversation. You know, it's there there's nothing I mean, I've got a few notes, but you know, for the most part, it's a conversation, and that's me. If I can't be a conversation, I wouldn't want to do the show. <laughs> yeah. I feel like these are like the best types of like different, uh, best types of like, uh, I guess live streams that we're having, interview <laughs> thing that we're having right now. I feel like those are the best types. <laughs> so now that we got all that out the way, and we got you charging again, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna perform a song for us out here. I am. This is my new single, Temporary, um, and I just released it last month, and I'm super excited to perform it for y'all. Oh, wow. We can't wait to hear it. <laughs> the floor is yours. Yes. Sounds good. 
thirteen. What's that be homecoming king? Falling for you, this ease. Falling for you, this ease. Got your Chevy my drive. I'm gonna run to the passenger side. Falling for you, this ease. Boy, let's see you where I meet. No expectations, nowhere to leave. We both know where this is going. Racing head first to a long slow kiss. Stay up all night to watch the sun. Sandal in your hair, it's soot on your lips. Seasons change, and summer fades away. No, from the start, you couldn't say, but I wanted trade these memories. Even if it's temporary, oh, it's only about the morning signs. Time flies in the night. Oh, I dive in the deep, try to swim over the sea. Yes, it's too back now we're just gonna have to figure it out wish falling for you wasn't so easy because you and i know you're leaving we both know where this is going racing head first to a long slow kiss stay up all night to watch the sunrise and in your hair and salt on your lips seasons changing sunlight fades away June of this year, um, mm -hmm. I worked with the amazing Kent Wells and Liz Ann Hill. I wrote the song with, um, and I. Oh, this is kind of like a funny story, I guess. But um, I was starting with high school and everything. I never really wanted to like yeah. talk to anybody and like get to know anybody in like a relationship standpoint, just because I didn't want to take my focus away from music. Um, right. that's understandable. Yes, yeah. started to happen. Um, and everything was kind of shut down. I started to talk to this guy, and he he messaged me was like, "Hey, like let's hang out." And so I was like, "You know what? Like I haven't done this before. Like let's hang out." And so I hung out with him, and I definitely started to see myself falling for him. Um, 
And so we spent all of summer together and I knew that he was going away to school and to college. So I knew that like at the end of summer, like it was just going to be like a, like a bye-bye, see you later. Um, maybe when you get home, we'll hang out again. But if not, it's all right. Um, but I also didn't want to, like, I didn't want to stop hanging out with him during summer because I was having such an amazing time. Um, yeah. 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 And so I wrote temporary and that was basically about like, even though this is temporary, I don't want to trade any of the memories because it was, it was, I loved every bit of it. Um, but before he left, he asked me to be his girlfriend. So I always, um, make a joke. I should write a temporary, like, just kidding. Like, a, oh, it's temporary, <laughs> so I guess that's what the song's about. Oh, I love oh, that. Okay. Yeah, so, um, as you know, a lot of people, they see you, the artist, but they don't see the PR people, the managers, the producers, the team, and they don't get enough love, in my opinion. So I always said, you know, on our show, they're going to get the love they deserve. So if you want to take a few minutes and just tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. I am so grateful for my team. They have done so much for me and I could not be more fortunate and grateful enough to have them. Um, and it's all the Ablaze Entertainment team, as well as the Fastlane Entertainment team people from there. So Paula Ann, Frank Bellacci, my parents She's are awesome. My parents are a big one, and I absolutely love them, as, as well as the rest of my team. They are phenomenal in every single way that they do it, and Paula is a big part of my team and lets me be who I am as an artist, and I appreciate, and Frank is um, a part of every single bit of it as well, and so I'm so thankful for that. Um, and so, yeah, I just they are phenomenal, and I couldn't be more grateful for them. <laughs> so tell us a parent story, and you probably got a thousand of them, but just something that comes to mind where they did, they went above and beyond for your career. And you're like, wow, they get this is my passion. Um, oh, I feel like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I feel like it's, it's like an everyday thing. The sacrifices that, that they make for me and my music industry and like my music career, it's, it's incredible. Like my parent, like my mom drives me everywhere and is there with me every step of the way. And my dad, um, works full time also and still is able to help me oh, wow. let me allow me to do what I love. And I'm so grateful yeah. for that. Mm -hmm. without the foundation behind me, I feel like none of this could be possible. Um, and so I'm eternally grateful for that. And I love that. And something yeah. I've noticed, and I think it's so important, because you know, a lot, there's a lot of parents, if they hear, Oh, they want to be what a musician, it's a <laughs> negative. But what we have found when you, of some, you know, because we've done almost 300 interviews now, we have found that the artists, the the young, especially the young women, but both young men yeah. and women, mm -hmm. who have the parent support, it seems like that that helps them be a couple steps further than the ones that don't. Mm -hmm. I feel I feel like that's very true, but at the same time, it's also like we all are striving towards this end goal, and so it's all the perseverance that that's welcome but i am so fortunate to have the support even from like all my fans my friends and family it's incredible and um the amount of love that i've been given for continuing this because with friends that i've had in um previously i guess they just didn't understand like this is like i was so serious about what i wanted yeah. to do yeah uh, so having that the background where everyone kind of knows that this is what I'm going to do. Like they look at Preston and they're like, she's going to become an artist. Like she's going to, she is an artist, but she, she's going to make it big time type of thing. It's so reassuring to have that. And I'm so grateful. And I love each and every one of them. So dearly. love that. 
<clears throat> and you know, we kind of got a third team member or several little eight did. our eight year old. We always bring on ask one question to each artist. So Sandy doing yes, real good. good. <laughs> and we've got a twenty month old little daughter that when she gets older she'll be plugged in the show too. So. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> you know, when she can talk, we'll be like, Okay, can you say this <laughs> this this? <laughs> And what's funny is of our very first video one, we've been doing audios most time. We just started videos like a month ago. And I remember we had Allie Brooke as the very first video. And he adores her. And he got a little shy there. Because <laughs> she's been on his shows and stuff. That's so awesome. I love that. Hi, Presley. Hi, how's it going? Going good. What's your favorite food? Favorite food? I will say anything. Italian food is one of my favorites. I eat everything, but pasta and things like that is definitely some of my favorite foods. <laughs> and what's yours? Pizza. Pizza. There we go. I eat pizza all the time. I love it. <laughs> yeah, he could eat pizza all day long. If oh, yes. Go. He loves it. The good thing is he runs it off. So. <laughs> yeah. That's the best. <laughs> Bye, thanks. Bye. Thank <laughs> yeah, what's funny is we've got um an interview coming up. Um, next month uh, with a person that he really like like um he, he watches this show called blues clues yes on and, Nickelodeon. and yeah. it's probably for a little younger than him but he just loves he it loves anyway it. so we yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all the time growing up so i know exactly yeah. where he's yeah. coming from and the main actor <laughs> yeah. who plays it now he, named josh he's coming on our show oh yeah. my god amazing That's a, so it's pretty cool that we're doing something here that that if he has, if he's a fan of something, we can just reach out and see if we can get him on. Yeah. Sometimes we can and sometimes we can't. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. So if you could co-write with any person dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? Ooh, all right. This one is a hard one because especially in the country realm, there are mm -hmm. so many. Mm -hmm. Everyone is a storyteller. Um, yes. I couldn't even pick just one. I would have a few, but I will say that some of my favorites, at least singer-wise, I'll narrow it down just to singers versus just songwriters. Um, so I get like a little bit like the best of both worlds, I guess. Yeah. Um, it'd be like yeah. Marie Lambert, Chris Stapleton, Carrie Underwood, um, and like even like the pop side. <coughs> she's a phenomenal mm -hmm. songwriter. Yeah. Oh yeah. So mm -hmm. much. Um, oh, and Miley Cyrus. Or Stevie yeah, Nicks. He would be awesome. A little bit of like rock, but I love Stevie Nicks. Oh, yes. He'd be like some of my top singer songwriters and then songwriters I couldn't even choose. I cannot choose songwriters wise. And you know, when it comes to music, music is music. You know, it, you know, most music tells a story. And if it tells a story, that's really what matters. Yeah. And that's, that's what I love about <clears throat> the scene is that everything mm -hmm. has mm -hmm. a meaning. It and it's telling a story. Granted, they're yep. the fun ones for you. It's like the um, I can't even think of some right now, but you know, like the fun ones. But then there's also like the really deep meaning hitting you hard. Yeah, like hard. like for the fun ones, you got cruise. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, where you just want to drop your top and cruise. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. And, and then you got the Luke Bryan um, drink of beer. You would the name of the song. You would think, oh, that's one of the fun ones, but it's but a powerful serious. deep song. It yeah. Is. Even like Luke Combs is incredible, or like Jason Isbell. Oh, yes. Anybody like that. They are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I admire so deeply. Yep. Love that. Now, you probably have a thousand answers to this question, but what is a song you've heard that you wish you wrote? 
there's so many I could say. There's so <laughs> many. Um, I ooh. Name a few. I gotta go through these. Hold on. There's. I will say probably okay. I think this one is melodically and um, melodically and lyrically just like genius, and I love this. And it's by the Pistolanis, and mm -hmm. it's Hello Fields because oh, I think it's such oh, like I a love that female, like empowering, but also like a like a like the I can't even think of it right now. I'm blanking. <laughs> one of my favorite songs, I will say, um, that Tennessee Whiskey. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh yes. So many. So many amazing ones. I, I, those are just going to be my two right now because I could go on and on and on. <laughs> so this past February made the five year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the artist that exact same question, mm -hmm. because the answer she gave us five years ago is almost to the T of what she's living now. So she had this vision. She knew where she was going. Nobody was stopping her. And um, so knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? I want to be doing music full time, performing, touring, um, selling out shows, um, have albums out that are successful and things like that. Um, ultimately doing what I love and being successful with every single step of the way. I love that. So let's say you look 10 years down the road and you're a success on a grand scale, whatever that looks like, you're there. If the person you are today could meet your future successful self, what would you remind her? To keep pushing forward um, and keep working hard because ultimately like you're gonna get there. <laughs> so um, let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing and they got something special as simon cow would say they got that it factor <laughs> and let's and they played maybe 40 or 50 shows they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side um but they've gotten on stage they got what every artist says that stage bug where they look over the crowd the crowd's roaring for them and they're and they just know they're in the right place and they come to you and they say i know i'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life what advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next couple of years <laughs> I feel like still take time and to appreciate the little things um, because in a blink of an eye, like everything can change in a, in, a, in a quick moment overnight type of thing. So but this year's proved that. Yeah, it has. You never want to take anything for granted. Number one. Um, I feel like, but keep pushing forward because you can always better yourself in every single way possible. Um, and you can always keep learning and you can always keep growing. So, never mm -hmm. so Sandy's got a couple questions. Yes. Okay. I'll take over now. Okay. If you could go on vacation anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? Okay. I really want to go to Australia for some reason. That is that or, that or Italy. Um, those are like my top two that I really want to travel oh, to. Awesome. All right. And if you could uh, describe your music to someone that's never heard it before, how would you describe it? I would say it's a little along the, it's like a weird combination, but works if you listen to it, who, to my music type of thing. I feel like it's very much like a Miranda Lambert, Carrie Underwood and Chris Stapleton kind of feel. Yeah. Like, like the Miranda Lambert like kind of thing with like Carrie Underwood's vocals, but the soul of Chris Stapleton. I mm -hmm. love that. All right. <laughs> and uh, what do you want to be known for as an artist? What do you want your legacy to be with your music? Um, staying true to who I am, number one. 
um, as well as kind of keep everything, keep everybody on like their toes. I feel like, cause you never know what to expect. Like, yeah. you can do like a whole like a uh, super soul album or like a full like old country kind of thing. I feel like that's- I love it. Yeah, just keeping like the variety open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so as we come to a close here, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I don't even know. I would, I have never thought about that. I can't, oh my God. Hold on. <laughs> we try to hit all the bases on our show. Yeah, you we try to. Say, I guess what inspired you uh, to start music? Oh, that's a good one. So what inspired you? Yeah. I feel like for me, it was just looking up at different artists and envisioning how they get to live their dreams and um, have so many people around them that support them and care for them. And um, that was so awesome. As a, like a young girl, I looked up to Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood and um, Christina Aguilera and Miranda Lambert and all these people. And I just knew that, like, this is like what I want to do. And I see how happy they are with doing what they love because not many people get the chance to do that. And so I feel like that's what really inspired me. Definitely love that. So tell everybody how they can reach out to you. You guys can reach out to me on my social media, which is at Presley Tennant. So P-R-E-S-L-E-Y-T-E-N-N-A-N-T. I love that. And you know, we really enjoyed having you today. And we definitely look forward to having you back and for sure having you on the December 20th concert series. Oh, we're so excited about that. Thank you guys so much for having me. And I look forward to December 20th. Thank